Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about parents anonymous. You know, this is something that really people and just parents in general need to think about together. So luckily for me, I have Dr. Lisa here, who's going to be sharing me her perspective and how she founded this amazing organization to help other parents, you know, just learn to ask for help. So, Dr. Lisa, thank you so much for joining uh, joining me on my show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and thank you for inviting me. Awesome. So let's just get right to it, right? So pull the Band-Aid right off. What Absolutely. is Parents Anonymous? Like, what is it? Well, first of all, I didn't start Parents Anonymous. Oh, I But I've been the president CEO since 1992 for 31 and a half years. But Parents Anonymous was started by a very unique person. It was started by a mom like you and I. But she was struggling in very serious ways, and she realized she needed help, but the help wasn't out there. What was offered to her was just, um, let's remove this child from your care, and um, miraculously, things would change. And she said, what are you talking about? I need real help. And she went to a mental health clinic, and when traditional therapy didn't work for her, she told the clinical social worker, Leonard Lieber, something else has to happen. And he said, well, what should? And she came up with the idea, if I could sit around my kitchen table to start with other moms like me to talk about our underlying issues, what are those triggers that this child or my other children are doing with me? How can I be the parent I want to be? I know I love my children. I just don't know what's going on and how I can change that. I need to become the parent I want to be with support from others. And this community of support, this wasn't thinking I myself, and then how can I help others? So Parents Anonymous's values are all wrapped up into the model of the weekly support group, the helpline services, et cetera, where parents are on a journey that we're supporting their empowerment journey. We're not telling you or somebody else, you need to do this, you need to do that. People come to the Parents Anonymous group to say, I'm struggling with this, I'm feeling depressed, or I'm worried about my kid who's acting out in school. Whatever those issues are facing the parent about themselves or the children or the people in their family, they bring that to a weekly support group with other parents and a trained facilitator. So Parents Anonymous has been around since 1969. It's an international organization. Um, we have the California Parent and Youth Helpline. We have a national parent helpline because we believe that asking for help is a sign of strength. And if we don't make a segue for parents, like you and I, to reach out and get that help, people feel blamed and shamed. It's their fault. They should have done something. I can't tell my friend. If I call my mom, she's just going to say, forget about it, take a hot bath, whatever. Are you being listened to in a really meaningful and supportive way? Because those wow. feelings and thoughts you have are real for you. And what yeah. your child's going through is real for you. Yes, so absolutely. that's the history of Parents Anonymous. And during COVID, we went to doing everything online, which is great. There's a lot of convenience for parents. You know, gas got fairly expensive. Transportation is not always available. Where programs might be located, might be really far from where people live. This way, people can join a Parents Anonymous group online, which is two hours a week, and also use the helpline services in between. It's a complete family strengthening program. We also have groups for youth. So oh, youth okay. parents anonymous groups and use the evidence-based. And we're an evidence-based program, which means that the federal government has said the parents anonymous is the only program in the country, the only program in the country that's culturally responsive for families with any age child, improves parenting, improves mental health, 
reduces substance abuse, ensures child safety in this entire country. Wow. Now that was a glorious day, you could say, Mitzi, for status. But I'm not interested in status. I'm sad that we are the only ones that made that criteria. So there are programs developed for kids who are zero to five, or maybe a program for six to eight-year-olds. But you have a 10-year-old. And you have to, as a parent, think, I have three children and I, you know, and they all have different needs. So I have to go all these different places. The segue into parents Thomas is totally open to any age child you have to help you as the parent or the person raising the children. It could be grandma. It could be my boyfriend's kids who come on the weekend. If you're in a parenting role, you're welcome to be involved with parents Anonymous. Wow. So that's amazing that you guys have that, that it's been going all around for the longest time. I can see your passion when you speak about it. And it's beautiful because let's be honest, as a parent, one, I didn't know that was a thing. Two, when you were talking about, oh, when you call your friends or you call your mother, you call whoever you feel close to, they just tell you to get get over it, take a bath and relax. And I think that's beautiful because sometimes our circle can't necessarily help you with what you actually need. And as a parent, we're teaching our kids to ask for help, yet we don't see any help for ourselves besides the basic little help for like preschools and head starts or, you know, in, in that zero to five or zero to six range, like you were speaking of. And in reality, having that outlet to, to know as a parent that you can have help or assistance or guidance or just direction in whatever that you're dealing with and facing with I think that's a beautiful thing because it makes you feel not alone because unfortunately as a parent we feel so isolated we feel so much shame like you were talking about and so much guilt because we're trying to juggle everything but we feel like these balls are going to all fall at once and then it's all on us and it's it's a heartache it's truly a heartache so I guess my next question is you know I know why, but for for the business, but why for you? You know, why why keep staying with this business? You know, why stay with Parents Anonymous? Well, as I mean, I joined Parents Anonymous. I was already a mother, and I believe that our future depends on parents, and that without that support, um, I know that I couldn't be the parent I am today, and I felt that I, in my heart. Um, an advocate. I was raised by two fantastic parents, um, but I saw all around me, the parents were struggling. And um, my father said to me, my parents said to me, do something you're passionate about. Don't just have a career and get a degree. You need to contribute. That was a value of my family that I heard from my family. I'm first generation American. My parents ran for the Nazis. Most of my family was murdered in the Holocaust. And my parents survived, met each other as adults, married and had a family. But that history of advocating for those, but not just advocating for, with people. We have an expression that we stand with families. That, you know, as a trained social worker and clinician, you know, I was trained to ask people, how can we help? And today, many of these systems are just judging your child, judging you, telling you you're better than and they're not listening and they're not effective. The thing that drives my passion is the fact that what we do is effective. We can measure the results. Every day I wake up and say, am I value added at this place? Because if I'm not, that's the day I walk. Because I need to think about every day, what am I doing to help and support parents, children, and youth? Okay. 
and that we're doing things that are effective, not so we get all these accolades, but that we know you're not, when you come to Parents Anonymous, you're going to get something that's really going to help you, okay? Um, you know, when you go to the doctor and they say, oh, well, you could do this, you could do that, you have this kind of problem. You don't feel like you want to be the guinea pig, right? You want to say, well, what's the science behind that? Or why should I try that? Or what are the side effects? You want to be an educated um, person in charge of your body. It's the same thing about charging your mind and as a parent. It's like the schools treat parents like they're an appendage. Um, the healthcare system um, treats parents. We have studies with the CDC. Pregnant women who are black are treated the worst and they have the worst health outcomes. It's not my opinion. It's what the studies are saying. So all of these public systems, as you walk through life, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm an anti-racist, anti-sexist and anti-classist, which is what the organization is about. But that's what was in my genes to begin with. So I felt a marriage between the mission of Parents Anonymous. And all the time you talk to schools, oh, we're worried about the kiddos. I was talking to one of the largest school districts in this country and they said, well, we're not concerned with parents. I said, excuse me, if you don't work and help those parents with children, they were talking about mental health problems that children have, you are never going to help that child. One hour of therapy a week is not going to change anything if you don't help that parent who has to support that depressed child the other 23 hours a day, okay? The other siblings in that family who are affected, the worry that those parents have and the support they have, and they may be struggling with a health problem or other kinds of problems. We're first human beings before we become a parent, but we're regarded in this role that we're here to judge you. I mean, this country is all about judging and blaming. You go to the emergency, nobody wants to go to the emergency room. Yes, you take a child absolutely. there with a burn and you think they're going to call the police. You try to explain the burn, depends on the color of your skin, your gender, and if you're showing them a Medicaid card, okay, meaning you're low income. Those three factors, the research is absolutely clear. You are going to get treated much differently than me as a white woman with private insurance, Okay. It happens every day. We have examples over and over again. And the data bears it out. They're constantly talking about the racist policy and, and the results of the child welfare system, the mental health system, the access to health care, the, the education system. Why are schools in poorer communities have poorer outcomes? Well, are the teachers not as good? Maybe. Is it the students need more help? You know, teaching is teaching. You know, and what is going on? So you look at the um, the revenue base in, uh, um, you know, economically advantaged organizations, uh, communities who say, oh, they have more money in the schools and the kids are doing better. So why are we evening out? You know, the schools are paid through public taxes, okay? There shouldn't be a differential in a public school because you live in a high economic neighborhood and you live in the inner city. What's the difference? But the outcomes for those kids, graduation rates are lower, more problems, more dropouts, more this, more that. They might need more supports, okay? And, and we're putting money into areas where they don't need the resources. So again, sometimes I wonder how, um, what government feels their obligation is to the people and do they ask the people. When you call the helpline, Mitzi, the first thing we say is good morning, good afternoon, thank you. And everybody pauses the council. Thank you for calling the California Parent Youth Helpline, the National Parent Helpline. How can I help you today? It is a script we are married to. 
in every bone in my body and everybody who works here. We walk and talk this way. And this is different. Parents Anonymous is a transformative organization. We're not in, oh yeah, well that seems to work. You know, I mean, everybody will tell you they're on waiting lists to see a therapist, whether you have health insurance or not. And, you know, the access to services are not there. Um, I just did a podcast with a woman who told me two years ago, she had postpartum depression. The hospital misunderstood her and sent social services to her house and she didn't get the help she wanted to do. And she was afraid as a woman of color to even say she was feeling depressed because she has four other kids and she's thinking, are they going to help me or are they going to remove my children from me? Exactly. Okay. And exactly. we know that postpartum depression is a serious problem, but people, if you have any problem, who do you want to tell? Do you want to tell that teacher you, you have a problem? Are they going to help you? Or are they going to report you? Um, and, and again, people can't discern one from the other. So it is a scary thing. Uh, my son made a documentary, Failure to Protect, about the child welfare system. You know what he told me afterwards? When I have a kid, mom, I'm never going to the emergency room because they're just going to call the cops on me. I said, honey, you have no choice. And if my grandchild or your child has an emergency in America, we only one place to go. It's called the emergency room. But how people get treated at the emergency room? Literally. And we have um, Spectrum One News in LA did a story on Antonia and her son, and he had suicide ideation. They changed his medication. It's a known side effect. The school blew it off. He went to the parents on this group to get support. He called the helpline, then he went to the hospital. And the hospital kept pointing to the mom because she was low income, a person of color, and saying, What'd you do to him? What'd you do? I know you did something to him. And the son is like, 11, 12 years old saying, she didn't do anything to me. I don't know why I'm looking for ways to kill myself. And they couldn't deal with that. They sent the police out um, and um, and they provided no help. The mother finally got the child transferred to a hospital and he walked in, he says, I go to Parents Anonymous and you know, I had to meditate, they had a meditation room. And they all, all the doctors were so, wow, can you teach some of the other kids how to meditate? So Parents Anonymous is all about parents reaching out to one another and supporting themselves and they become these incredible advocates in the community and their children it's a gift wow. that keeps on giving for years beyond the time they go to parents homes literally i will have people text me call me um or say oh my god you know i've done this and that and it's oh i you know hand up the cards everywhere i tell everybody because they want to share the journey they were on to help another person yeah and that's, that's so important yeah, it is appointment important, and I and I love everything that you said. And it's funny you said so much, and I was gonna ask you so many other questions, but you kind of hit the nail on all of them, and I was just like, wow, yay! Because it is true. One of my questions I was gonna ask was like, why do you think parents don't seek out help? But you you hit it on the nail when you said it's because they don't want to get reported. Point blank, period. That's the reason why they don't want to get reported. People are grown up with this stigma that as soon as you ask for help, you are going to be seen as something bad. And in the health field, because I worked for it for 11 years, and they will diagnose you as an addict, as this, as that, all in your paperwork. And that's a red flag automatically automatically as soon as your 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 transcripts whatever it is it's it's transferred you're automatically going to be in the system as that forever and you were just seeking help you were just seeking sincere help and it's so sad that they don't treat mental health as important as physical health and it's sad it's sad because yeah. we live in a society where people are no longer flourishing because 
of their mind it feels like it's it's fighting a battle within themselves and they don't know how to win it you know and then they're in they're fighting everything around them and it's frustrating so I love the fact how you said that these children you know it is impacted by their environments and their families is their environment their parents are their environment and child can be successful by their environment by by their environment, they can also fail. They can also go into certain directions that can lead them into a harmful way. But it comes down to being able to do, what is going on? Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I got lost. But it's it's about being able to do more for your children and for yourself as a parent. And I know because I didn't, I didn't get any of this pamphlets. I didn't get any information letting me know that I, I have an outlet, you know what I mean? They just say, oh, let, them know, let us know when we go do your checkup if you have any symptoms. But automatically, I tell myself, I'm not going to tell them I have, I'm depressed or, you know, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement to say that, oh, yes, I feel bad. But I, I've spoken with other women about postpartum depression, and they even stated to me how um, they were honest with their doctor and their doctor actually helped them. But that's a rare case. To actually exactly. have a, a a sincere doctor that wants to sincerely help you and, and get you in the right direction and not remove your kids or would not label you as crazy, you know, that's a hard thing to find. So I think this is a great, a great, great way to actually have this outlet and it needs to really be thought about. It really needs to be expressed out more so that people can know that there's an outlet for them because I don't, I don't see anybody getting better if we don't focus on our mental health you know what I mean the world is just going to crumble down if we don't focus on our mental health I mean what it, what is your um, perspective on that well I think there's been a trend COVID was part of it and when you have athletes saying like um Biles what is her first name I forgot her first name you know or um different athletes during the Olympics saying things like you know what I'm not competing right now. I'm not, my head is not in the right place. That they're taking mental health issues out of the closet. Meaning I might be seen as this extraordinary athlete, right? But I have struggled. Uh, Michael Phelps talks about depression all the time. That he talks about how he struggled with depression. And people want to put him on a pedestal as this Olympic, unbelievable athlete, right? Of course, he's worked hard for that. He has all this talent. But at the same time, he has this mental health issue. So when those people speak out about that, it takes some of it out of the closet. But the issue is acceptance, not awareness. So when people say, oh, you're aware about depression, say, oh, yeah, yeah. But then you talk about somebody in my family who seriously has got a problem. Am I accepting this and helping them? One thing is National Suicide Prevention Month. And actually, it's ending National Suicide Prevention Week. One of the things is most people in this country believe it's preventable, but there are things you need to do to get involved. So for your listeners, don't keep suicide in the closet. You need to talk about it with adult, friends, family, and not sweep it under the rug. When you take it out and say, you know, if you know, and don't ignore when somebody says to you, I want to kill myself. You don't ignore this. You help them link to either 988 in this country, which is a suicide hotline, or us, if they're a parent or whatever, any, anywhere you can link them to services. Thirdly, you stay with them. You follow up with them and say, okay, you know, I told them they should do something and I'm not gonna talk to them ever again. No, 
You need to be engaged. So 96% of adults in America think suicide is preventable, and we've almost tipped 50,000, highest ever annually, okay, in 2022. Then we need to take action and not keep it a secret. Correct. And I that means talk about suicide. You know, maybe something happened in your community. And, you know, people see like Twitch, the famous dancer, kill himself, or Andrew Bourdain, or, um, you know, Robin Williams, and they're shocked, but they don't know Robin Williams, right? They don't know Andrew Bourdain. Kate Spade, the famous designer, they don't know her, but they'll pick about her because she's a public figure or he's a public figure. Right. Think about the people in your community in your church, in your neighborhood, at your preschool, other parents who might say, I'm feeling really, you know, I'm just, I didn't want to get out of bed today. Wow. Wow. Have you ever thought of talking to somebody about that? And you're right. It is still scary to even tell anybody because the options we have in America is call the police, transport you to the hospital. We have some psych mobile, psychiatric mobile response teams. They don't always roll. They're not always available and they're not at every corner. And so Police, fire, healthcare workers need to be also educated, like what you're saying. The good doctor versus the doctor says, well, just call CPS, report this person. Instead of, wait a minute, do you understand how to treat postpartum depression? Because I know moms who got medication and one mom was so jittery, she couldn't survive. She had to go off the medication. She was walking near her neighbor, literally across the street. And her neighbor says, how are you doing? She just burst out crying. The neighbor was a parent service facilitator. And this is on our website on Univision. And that's how she started going to Parasomas, which helped her with postpartum depression. And I'm not saying people might need medication, more intense therapy in addition to Parasomas, of course. And they're encouraged to do that. Okay. Even though we reduce substance abuse, people are in treatment programs. They're in recovery things, okay, about heroin, meth, you know, it's cocaine. Addiction is very particular. Parasom is supporting that journey. It's not the only thing people should be doing when they're trying to stop drinking, okay, using, et cetera. That's very yeah. scary times. The fentanyl deaths are scary. Every We're coming up to Halloween, Mitzi. Your children are going to go out trick-or-treating. Every parent today says, not in that neighborhood, not in that neighborhood, and they better go here. And I remember my kids are adults spilling out all the candy and saying, oh, that wasn't wrapped. And I just like grabbed it and put it in the trash can. You know, and in my day, maybe they thought there was going to be a knife in something or whatever. We didn't think about fentanyl. But every parent should be aware what those little candies look like. And anything not wrapped in a real wrapper, you need to throw it. Yeah, Somebody bakes homemade cookies and passes it out at, at Halloween is, in my mind, an irresponsible adult. You do not pass out cookies unless it's to your own relatives. Because you do not know what are in those cookies, who handled them. And we have a surge of COVID right now. And, you know, you don't want other people to bake stuff for your children. So only buy free candy in a wrapper and that's already done. And if anything's ripped, just like at the store, you know, if you go to pick up a package and it's torn, you don't say, oh, I'm going to buy that anyway, right? You yeah, think, oh, no. Sealed, right? So um, all these things are real. And parents, what's so sad to me as a mother myself is how we're, so disregarded um that we're so um not seen as part of the solution but the problem yeah and the over reporting true. by teachers 80 percent of the reports made by teachers of supposed suspected child abuse are unfounded meaning the teacher shouldn't be calling and their schools are so somebody comes to class and they're wearing the same clothes and the kid tells you you know we're sleeping in our car 
Well, then you should be calling a place to help the family get housing, not calling them to CPS. Being homeless mm -hmm. is not a reason, okay, to mm -hmm. report them to child welfare, which is an impressive, um, you know, policing system. Absolutely. And, and I feel like there's already way too many, way too many kids in that system, way too many kids that throw in the CPS and they're system languishing into orphanages. There. Yeah, right. it makes languishing there, and there's long-term trauma on those children. And yeah. even when they say, "Oops, to the parent, we made a mistake," just like having somebody in prison who they didn't really have evidence, it's like being in prison. Every parent who's been a child's been ripped from them, they say their heart is broken forever. And even yeah. when they make changes, and maybe they've had some issues, and they or they they this is a perfect example. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend who beats you up, and somebody says oh you're you're staying with this person we're going to take your children away well in other countries like france and germany you text help and they come and get the person who's been beat up and their children and put them in a safe house and deal with the person doing the crime in yeah. our country we take the children away for the person beat up and then we let the criminal justice maybe chase the other person but that's not our concern okay you made a bad choice in a relationship again so much blaming and shame and i'm thinking like were these people's childhood really terrible? Did they have this perception about parents? It's a For police real. state. I mean, there are advocates who call it a police state. It is. It's, and, it's absolutely ridiculous how the United States handles our justice system with just parents and children and just placing them in so many corruptness that doesn't even need to even happen. And I, I absolutely agree. You made so many great points about, you know, paying attention with Halloween and helping people who are calling out for help. You know, these, these cries that people make on social media, it's not just for attention. It's, it's for, for real helpness. I mean, for sincereness. And I love everything that you said. And I feel like, I know the time is just catching up on us and it sucks. And it so I really do appreciate your time and coming onto the show and giving us all this great information because man, I feel like we could keep talking for hours. Oh my goodness, you have such a great perspective on, on life and and just the overall realness of what society is dealing with and that nobody likes to talk about and nobody want, likes to share because the reality is that it's corrupted and we like to live in this facade like, no, it cannot be corrupted because it's run by the government. But no, in reality, it is a lot of the places that we have to deal with as parents, it's corrupt. Period. It's corrupt. And this is something that we truly need to think about. And I thank you for, again, coming on my show and sharing me your time with me, because I know you didn't have to, you didn't have to come on my show. You didn't have to share this perspective and, and let the right. world know about Parents Anonymous, but you did. So I truly appreciate your time. And if anybody's out there that needs this help or, you know, like, wow, I didn't know this was an, an option for me, you know, like myself, I didn't know, but now I know. So now, you know, the information is available. Now you can go and seek more information. If you don't seek the information or if you don't look out for more, then, then that's on you pretty much because now it's there. So go use it in a way that not only will help yourself, can help somebody else, can help your sister, your brother, your friend, your, even your foe, you know, just help everybody because in reality, no one on this green earth deserves to struggle in this type of way in your mental health and feel like you're truly alone. So thank you. Thank you for, for working for this amazing company, for 
so long because goodness 92 is a long time ago because I'm <laughs> already 30 and I was born in 93 so goodness I know you put some years in it so thank you thank you thank you always always keep thinking y'all that's the show bye